Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this episode is part of our Blast from the Past series where we spotlight one of the amazing members of the LA Tech ecosystem from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking for more great LA Tech content, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of conversations to choose from. Enjoy the episode. It got to a point where I just like couldn't stop thinking about it. Actually, I went to my 10-year high school reunion and was like, I want to come to my 20-year high school reunion and say that this was my full-time thing. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Hi, everyone. My name is Brian Nickerson. I'm founder and CEO of Magic Links. I'm guest hosting for Esprit Devora, and I'm really excited for our guest today. She's Emily Merrill, founder and CEO of Six Degrees Society. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, on a nice uh, rainy Friday afternoon in Santa Monica. So rainy. This is, if this is winter, I'll take it. <laughs> Not too bad. So, um, Emily, for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about Six Degrees Society. So Six Degrees Society is a female-focused networking organization. And I know networking is a dirty word, and we'll get to that later. What we do is we handpick who you meet while networking. So no longer walking into a room, not knowing anyone that's there. You get the bios of all the attendees in advance, and we pre-match you with two people you should meet for 15 minutes each, followed by about an hour of programming. Amazing. And you're based, where in LA are you based? So fun fact, I'm actually based in San Francisco, oh, nice. uh, but we have an LA chapter. So we have 10 chapters across the country. I started this in New York City in 2014, and LA was our third chapter that launched in 2016. And so for, do you have like a general manager in each region yes. or something? Yes, so we have ambassadors in each chapter. We have um, two amazing ambassadors here, Whitney Schindelar and Justin Howe, Justine Howe, and they execute all of our events. So as one person, unfortunately, I would probably die if I went to every single <laughs> event that we hosted. So we have these incredible um, individuals who facilitate the events in Los Angeles. And we don't have a physical space either. We're a social club without walls. Amazing. So um, tell us a little bit about how you got started. You're, you're, before the show, you were talking about you kind of had a hustle for a little bit mm -hmm. and, then, and then it became full time. But like, what was the inspiration for starting the company? I had been working in the fashion industry and I worked at a job that was incredible and really so pivotal to what I've done and gone forward to create. Um, but I wasn't completely satisfied. I felt like I was using a portion of my brain and I was so curious what else was out there. And I realized I was surrounded by these incredible girlfriends. But instead of us sitting down and teaching each other Squarespace or how to how to podcast, we were bitching about our jobs and we were watching The Bachelor. And I thought that that was not the best use of our time or we were going out to expensive dinners and I, I felt like I had stopped learning. So as I mentioned to you earlier, Brian, uh, I thought it would be easier. What, I wanted to do a social experiment where we brought everyone together and rather than people just talking and having small talk, I did the I was in control of the situation and I pre-matched each person with one another. So they didn't have to sort through the crowd and hand out business cards, but rather they knew what to expect when they walked in. So they had 
the information of all of the attendees before they arrived and then the names of four people. We started the first mm-hmm. event with four people. So it was an accidental business where I just wanted to do one social experiment that led to monthly events that led to me playing around with the programming or how we scheduled it. Initially it was four matches. Now it's two matches and an hour of programming. And it was really my friends that kind of pushed me in the direction I needed to go to make it a full-time business. Yeah. So, and, and do you do, what's the um, revenue model? Do people pay for a specific event? Are they members of the club? What's- so it's both of those. It, I haven't eliminated a la carte completely. We have an a la carte ticketing option. So all of our events are ticketed. We also have a membership option that we just launched last April, which has been incredible, incredible mm. to watch too. Uh, it's, we have three different tiers of membership, three months, six months, and 12 months. Three months is 55, six is 50, and 12 months is 40. And it includes unlimited events, two monthly guest pass passes, and a monthly curated email from me. Mm-hmm. So the curated email is being able to email me and ask, oh, I'm transitioning jobs. Do you know anyone in this particular industry? And I help people that way. And knowing them, I really prioritize that for my members. Yeah. So were you like a connector before all of oh, yeah. this? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> my parents would say um, they were worried about me being kidnapped as a child. I'm, I didn't heed their advice to not talk to strangers. <laughs> so I, I, love, I love hearing people's stories and I love problem solving. So mm-hmm. I think when I hear this story and then I find that problem, I always search for a solution. And it's been, that was kind of the genesis with starting this event, I was connect I, with my business. I was creating all of these email intros all the time to people. I was like, this just needs to happen in person. We, we have to stop with the email intros. Also, our time is so precious. Yeah. How many coffee dates can you go on before you're high on coffee? <laughs> yeah. From, from that model, right? You've got mm-hmm. like, you already know ahead of time who's in the room. You've mm-hmm. got two people um, that, that, is it you hand selecting or someone on it, the yeah, team? Yeah, I'm, I'm still hand selecting it all right yeah. now. So it's it's a little tedious. It's I kind of feel like we're a couture <laughs> networking. <laughs> Everything's still handmade. Um, but there's also something really trustworthy about that, mm-hmm. where if it was an algorithm, algorithms are great, but they're not always right. And yeah. the the challenge on my end, though, is as we've grown where it started from just my friends and then friends of their friends. Now it's hundreds of thousands or hundreds and thousands of people that I've never met before. Right. Or I've never, um, I'm not in the same city with them. I haven't, I don't know their friends. They'll find us through Instagram. They'll find us through Facebook. So the bios are really, really important for me for understanding who that person is. And it's actually kind of fun to, to read about people. Um, I make people write about themselves in the third person and I write, I have them write about who they are, where they grew up, what they, where they went to college, who they are beyond their job, essentially. And you'll see someone, and I'm going to use a lawyer as an example, but you see someone who's a lawyer and you're like, this could be a really boring person. They're a lawyer. They chose the lawyer path. And then you read their bios and I'm in stitches laughing, you know, oh, I love my cats and Netflix is my favorite medium and I don't know they just have a really good sense of humor and I don't think you would have just assumed that had you seen so-and-so lawyer at this law firm right right so are there any powerful stories of connection that have come through 
uh, your events? Yeah, I still, God, I still get these emails that make me cry and I save them in like a special folder on, on challenging days. Um, let's see, one that is the most powerful recently. Uh, I've had people who have been featured on Forbes because they met a writer from Forbes oh, wow. at the event or featured in Glamour because of that. And it started off as a friendship. I've had mentorships happen where I, one of my great friends, I was at her apartment and the phone's ringing from another one of our friends. And she's like, oh yeah, we talk every single week. I've been, she's been like my little mentor, mentee for the last three years. It's like, you met at my very first event back in 2014 and you're still talking every week. That's so cool. Wow. Or jobs. A lot of people will find jobs or yeah, I've had new emails pop up and they're like, thanks to you, I'm now at this company. I was like, thanks to me. It was just you were in the, the right <laughs> room. It's kind of a luck of a draw for all the attendees. Um, but yeah, I'm, I have so many more powerful stories that I'm not doing a great job thinking about right now. It's, but um, it's been really cool to see the spider web grow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then what's the programming part of the evening? Yeah, so um, I was really frustrated with going out to dinner and spending $80 every time I went out to dinner. Every single night I wanted to see a friend and thought there had to be a more fun way to, first off, hang out with your friends. And second off, I, I always wanted to learn stuff. And I love in New York, for example, Murray's Cheese. They have this great cheese tasting workshop, and I think it's like 95 bucks. And you can't cheese taste every single week, or you can't have that caliber of experience every week. And I thought that was really frustrating that you couldn't, especially in New York. So I took those experiences that I saw, and I replicated them, but lowered the price point. Mm -hmm. So you walk in. You don't have to get your girlfriends or your guy friends to, to agree to go with you. You could go alone, knowing that you're going to meet two new friends, if not more, and then learn in a shared environment or a like-minded environment. Uh-huh. So we've done everything from, you know, wine tastings to go shuck yourself, oyster shucking. <laughs> I love bad joke puns. So people are like, you've got you to gotta cool it. Um, we've learned everything from, you know, the ABCs of f- fertility and egg freezing to business taxes, which was not taught to me in college at all. Uh-huh. Um, we did a really incredible event in New York on how to buy real estate in New York, mm. which again, same thing. Like I wouldn't even know where to begin with that before that. And so we'll have these incredible panelists that will share their insights on t- in their particular areas of expertise. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and so, um, is there anything about the, like, like kind of that hustle story of kind of. Um, were you were you working full time and starting to put these events yeah. together? And yes. Like- so the first one was in um, March of 2014. I drafted my email with this kind of idea in 2000 uh, in February, and then the first event was March, and it was only going to be one event. And then people were like, "You got to do another and another," and it became like my passion. It was. I felt like my mistress or something while I was at work. And I did special events um, for Tory Burch at the time. So I'm, I was always doing events as well. But what I didn't love about the events that we did at that time was they were very focused on shopping. Like spend, 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 spend. 
And so with my learnings at Tori, I realized that the the consumer is shifting so much. We love experiences. Yeah. And so um, my side hustle, I was kind of like educating myself while I was working full time on my hustle subliminally. And now I work closely with a ton of retailers and I hand deliver them these the perfect clientele and they get a clientele list. They get to interact with that. Their store team gets to be part of the matches and interact with the customers and they get the customer walks away with this experience. this like really special experience. But anyways, back to your question. Um, Yeah. So it was a side hustle for a year and a half. And then it got to a point where I just like couldn't stop thinking about it. And actually I went to my 10 year high school reunion and was like, I want to come to my 20-year high school reunion and say that this was my full-time thing. Super cool. So I quit that Monday after <laughs> after Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Those inflection points are always so, yeah. so interesting in hindsight. Do you ever have moments where you're like you go to your parents and you want them to say you shouldn't do this? And they're like, no, you should do this. So I remember saying to my mom, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to do this full-time. She's like, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> like, no, you're supposed to say no. Dumb, dumb, dumb. So, um, she had been to, she's my mom ambassador and comes to a ton of events. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knew. She knew this yeah, is the right she path knew. for you. She yeah. Knew. She's supporting you. That's good. Um, so, um, we were talking a little bit too, right? Of, um, you know, some people think the route of starting a business is, mm-hmm. um, let's create a business plan. Let's get some VCs to put a bunch of money into it. And then we're off to the races, sort mm-hmm. of. Um, so it sounds like your path was a little different. Yeah. It's weird not having taken the the business school or the traditional route of mapping it all out because everything was kind of backwards and accidental. Um, it was an idea and a format before it was a company. It was actually mm-hmm. called City Society before it was like official business. And then I rebranded it as Six Degrees Society when I, you know, formally registered it as a business and got revenue that I was able, I had to file to tax taxable revenue. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it was funny. Like I literally each, every six months, I want to say a friend kind of kept pushing me. Like I was, it used to be a secret. Um, I would just add people to a Google doc and then BCC email them all the upcoming events. Uh. And a friend just like, you need MailChimp. <laughs> I'm like Mailchimp. I've heard of it before, but <laughs> not Mail. I had never heard of. I didn't. I didn't really understand Mailchimp. I didn't know anything about it. I, that wasn't my ex- area of expertise. So she created me my first template in Mailchimp, which it's evolved a lot from that. And then another friend was like, "You need a destination. You need people to, you know, go to your website and learn about your events and who you guys are." I was like, "No, it's kind of fun. It's like this hidden society where people have to be emailed the." Uh, the newsletter to be invited to the next event. Mm. But I sat, we sat down for coffee. She hands me her computer. She goes, here's your, here's your website. So like, I honestly, (laughs) again, friends are like kicking me in the direction I need to go. Yeah. And um, so it was really cool with that. That's when I started writing content and leveraging the website in the community that I was building and thinking like women suck at telling their story. I mean, myself included where we don't love bragging about ourselves, but I love bragging about other people. And mm. I can brag about my friends till the cows come home. So I started writing career profiles on in interviews. It, I want to pause for a minute. I don't know if we should put that on the entire feminine 
species. Uh, I know. That's fair. <laughs> that that's be, fair. That can be true for you. It can be true for a lot of people, but I don't know if that's true for every woman. That's true. About bragging about themselves? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've noticed some really modest, successful women where I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you not screaming how awesome you are? You are yeah. so awesome. Yeah. So I hope that is the case. I hope more people are bragalicious and like are able to to be really proud of what they do. Yeah. Because, well, so what I noticed is they weren't. And so I started telling their <clears throat> stories and then sharing them on, on other platforms like Facebook. Facebook is an incredible tool. And um, that was the point where I realized Actually, people started reaching out to me and asking if I was coming to their city. And mm. I, at this time, I was still working full time, and I was in New York. And I was like, "What do you mean, come to your city? Like, networking's a New York problem. It, we don't need it anywhere else." Again, very small-minded New Yorker, and um, that's when my brain started thinking, like, mm. maybe this is a business. Maybe I can monetize this. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Um, and I started mapping it out in. In notes, business plan. My business plan has evolved so much. I probably should revisit it at some point. And um, yeah, I thought if I opened three markets and hosted enough events between those three and charged enough in tickets, I would be okay. And then 10 markets happened. <laughs> My revenue model changed. I mean, corporate partnerships come in so much more too uh-huh. and sponsorship. So it's evolved. It's definitely evolved. Yeah. And it has not taken, like, the traditional business school plan. My exit strategy, though, if I did have one, is LinkedIn, if you're listening, you're welcome to come have a conversation with me. (laughs) I'd love to be the official online, uh, in real life version of LinkedIn. That's amazing. So we'll just call out Jeff Wiener. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. (laughs) Give me a call. Here's my number. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm curious. You said said there's kind of been these inflection points where your friends have pushed you Mm -hmm. um, towards where you needed to go. Um, What are your friends pushing you towards now? Ah, rebranding. Some of the same friend that built my website is now, so I built my website on Squarespace and currently we make all of our event pages on Splash That and we do our membership through Moon Clerk. So there's a lot of moving pieces. And so streamlining is a big, is a big theme this year. So she's pushing me to to move over to WordPress and mm. while I'm at it, do a little rebrand. So Tracy Dungo, you're hired here. We're going to go forward with this. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, um, you said move to WordPress and rebrand. Move. Are you doing like a, like hiring a designer to help you with that? Mm-hmm. So she's yeah. actually, I love the fact though, that it's coming full circle, um, and that I'm able to work with her again because she, mm. she was the one who pushed me at the beginning. And now here we are you know, three years later, four years later, what yeah. year are we? Four, wait, four years later. And, you know, she went to my second event that I ever had and really understands my brand probably better than I understand my brand and sees the potential more than I even see the potential. So I'm really excited to revisit that with yeah. her and build it together. Um, the other thing that people are pushing me towards are podcasts. So leading my own podcast because I love the question, asking the questions it's much more uncomfortable being asked the questions <laughs> and um, video content, mm-hmm. creating more video content, which I'm, I'm listening to. I do an Instagram live story with someone about twice a week, mm. which is really cool. And it's been really fun. Um, and then also, but like repurposing video from my events and creating. Yeah. so I'm getting better on that. 
And then the last thing is um, moving, really working more with corporations more uh-huh. the, more so than I do. And so is that like the retail model that you were talking about earlier or well, what's, th- the, what's the Thinking more there? with big corporations, especially, so I live in San Francisco now. Um, there's so many mergers and acquisitions and companies are not knowing the people that you stand next to in the bathroom. Yeah. And I can come in as an outsider and create these curated experiences where employees get to know one another. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's the bandwidth thing. And I imagine, I hope it's not just my problem, but I think entrepreneurs can be their own worst enemy sometimes. <laughs> Completely. You know, it's so interesting when you say that, because one of our um, earlier guests was uh, Jen Hirsch from EY. Oh. Um, and she's like a global uh, technology scout uh, for EY. But EY is an organization of two, over 250,000 employees. Yeah. And so when you think of that, like compared to the entrepreneurship where most of it, it's small companies, mm-hmm. everyone knows each other, mm-hmm. or like as they're growing, maybe that slowly starts to change, but like huge corporations, right? 250,000 people, you basically don't know anyone at your company. Yeah. Um, it, and, and how much more powerful, like, like can that company operate mm-hmm. if people know each other better and are connected more closely and know how to collaborate? Exactly. I was frustrated in my corporate world when people wouldn't, we're in the same company. We cross paths with each other each day, yet we're not even smiling or saying hi to that person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We don't know them. And yeah, that frustrated me. So actually, I worked at Intermix after Tori Birch, and we did an Intermixer. And it was <laughs> incredible to see, like, you would find that people are from the same town but didn't even know they were from the same town or yeah. going on the same vacation. There was something to talk about. Yeah. So I want to start doing more of that. I just got asked to be um, to do the VIP networking at a conference, too. Mm. So I'm really that'll be my first oh, time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was just at Create and Cultivate this past weekend, and it's this incredible female afternoon. And that was my one like observation was if ha- had I plugged myself in somehow, I think there could have been like that much more strong connections made. Yeah. So it's just figuring it out and how to. Yeah. How to connect, you know, a thousand women in one day successfully without people being disappointed. (laughs) Sounds easy. Yeah, right? (laughs) That'll only take me like two days manual (laughs) labor probably. (laughs) So um, what are the next upcoming events in LA? So we have a huge one next week. Um, It's actually kind of funny. So we started off, it started off as a fireside chat with, Jordan Weber, who is an Olympic gold medalist. Um, she was part of the Fab Five. It was also very timely with like Time's Up happening and Women International Women's Day is this mm. month. It is on the Thursday, so it's the eve of International Women's Day. And now it's actually evolving. One of my best friends and mentors from New York is coming to Los Angeles, so it's becoming a bigger panel. And the focus is collaboration over competition. Mm. So just how these really strong, amazing women who you could have a similar business model or you could think like, oh, gosh, she's so successful. She's never going to want to help me. Um, it's going to be a moderated panel by me mm-hmm. on on this theme. So that's happening at Hab- Habitas, mm-hmm. which it's this really cute new clubhouse in, in Venice. That's where I was this morning. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we're really excited about that. And we have some great partners and great food. So if you're in the LA area, proceeds from the event are going to benefit Time's Up. Amazing. Yeah. 
Um, well, Emily, we are just about out of time. So um, it's been a pleasure. Um, tell folks again, um, how can they find uh, you? How can they find Six Degrees mm-hmm. Society? Yeah, so you can find us on our website, sixdegreessociety.com, all spelled out. And you can follow us on Instagram. We host, uh, we list all of our upcoming events on Instagram and on Facebook. So like our page on Facebook and on our website. Um, and shoot us an email if you have any questions, happy to answer. Or if you're in a market that we're not yet in, I'd love to hear from you as well. And how do they email you? Oh, you can email me at emily at sixdegreessociety.com. Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, Emily, this has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for a Friday at 5.30 p.m. talking to me. Yeah, incredible. Yes, you can now get your We Are LA Tech tea. You've all been asking for it. Just go to wearelatech.com slash shop to be a part of the movement to make Los Angeles the top city in the world for tech. Yes, we are number three. Let's get it to number one. Wearelatech.com slash shop. Represent. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.